This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today, and we're looking at 1 John 2. And as I read 1 John 2, uh, it sounds like the 15th chapter of John, because it's the same author. The evangelist John writes it. And this is very important, a very important experience and a very important scripture. The second chapter, my little children, that's you, that's me. I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours alone, but for also for those sins of the whole world. Behold the Lamb of God, John said. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. How? Through the shedding of his blood. There is no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. Jesus shed his blood so that our sins would be forgiven. Jesus shed his blood so that we would be healed. Jesus shed his blood so that we would be delivered. It's all about the blood. And not many people preach about the blood. They say, well, you know, that's old-fashioned. No, that's the scripture. The blood of Jesus saves us from sin. Now, by this we may be sure that we know him, not know about him, but know him experientially. If we obey his commandments, whoever says I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments is a liar. And what are his commandments? That we should love God with our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole mind, our whole body, and our neighbor, as Christ loved us even unto death. Whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments, is a liar, and in such a person the truth does not exist. But whoever obeys his word, truly in this person the love of God has reached perfection. By this we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him, ought to walk just as he walked. Imagine, we ought to live and to walk just as Jesus walked, by obeying his commandments, by being washed in the blood, by giving our life to him, by consecrating our souls to him, by surrendering our life to him. By belonging to the Father, Jesus only came to do the Father's will. I love in the beginning, we know that John is speaking to us as believers because he addresses us as my little children. Are we little children in the Father's arms? As we walk as Jesus walks, you know, Jesus was everything, but he walked it as a little child, just being faithful to his Father, loving his Father with all his heart. John tells us, that we don't need to sin. We don't need to sin. God has given us every grace through Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit to not sin. 
to walk and try to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect, but the desire in our heart to want to be perfect as Jesus was perfect is enough for God. God bases our life a lot of times off our desires and our intentions. Are we intending to walk as Jesus walks, to love the Father with all our heart, to walk in the power of God and the anointing of God, to do the things Jesus did, everything I did, you will do in greater. That Jesus walked in the power of the Holy Spirit as a little child in the Father's arms. And that is what we are called and destined to do and to be. We are called to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Apart from the Holy Spirit, nothing happens. Nothing happens. We are called to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost is now. It's not something that happened 2,000 years ago. We need to walk in the power of the Spirit. We need to lay hands upon the sick. We need to hear people's confessions if we're priests, because the blood of Jesus saves us from sin. You see, Catherine of Siena would go to confession and say, I'm going under the blood. She knew what she was doing. She knew that the sacrament made present the blood of Jesus. I'm going under the blood in the power of the Spirit. Catherine of Siena was a woman. She wasn't even a nun. She was a third-order Dominican. And she told the Pope, go back to Rome. You're in the wrong place. There were three popes at that time. And she said to the right one, go back to Rome. And he listened to her. She was walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. She declared the Word of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to do, declare the Word of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. She sent him right back from France to Rome. Jesus only came to do as the Father's will. The will of God makes us holy. The will of God makes us sanctified. We see in so many of the saints, a lot of them were illiterate, just with a third grade education, but they had the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. When the anointing comes upon us, it will teach us everything we need to know. All we need to do is be filled with the Holy Spirit. Consecrate our life to Jesus and ask every day for an inflow of the Holy Spirit. Have you woke up today? It's a good idea to wake up every day and say, Father, I consecrate today to you. Jesus, I consecrate today to you. Holy Spirit, I consecrate today to you. And I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that you fill me with the Holy Spirit, that you baptize me afresh in the fire and the love of God, that I fuse myself into God's divine will, that I know the will of God for my life today, Lord, that the light of Christ fills me, fills every pore within me, drives out every darkness within me, Lord, because I want to belong to you as a little child in the Father's arms. This baptism of the Holy Spirit can be received again. We see in the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, Pentecost happens. Then in the fourth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, they're praying for boldness. 
and the place shakes. They are filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word with boldness. It's not only one experience. It's the experience of God in many places. Let's continue. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new commandment that is true in him, in Jesus, and in you, because the darkness is passing away. The darkness is passing away. And the true light is already shining. The darkness is passing away by the power of the blood, by the power of the death of Jesus, by the power of the resurrection, by the power of the Pentecost. Darkness is passing away. Your darkness is passing away. In the name of Jesus, be filled with the light of God. In the name of Jesus, be filled with the light of God. Be filled with the light of God now. Be filled that the darkness would pass away and be filled with God's light. God is light, and in him there is no darkness. God is light, and in him there is no darkness. You know, and the light doesn't need to battle with the darkness. If you're in a dark room and you turn the light on, hit the light switch, there's no fight. The light overwhelms the darkness. The light overshadows the darkness. John talks about in his first chapter of his gospel, Jesus in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. See, the the light of Christ, the light of God, that's our light. That's our life. There's life in the light. When the light of Christ comes in here, in the light there's a blueprint in the DNA of heaven. In the light of Christ there is healing. There is revelation. There is freedom. There is peace. There is joy. Everything in heaven flows into us through the light of God. You know, God is like the sun. The Father is the source. Jesus is the, the light. And the Holy Spirit is the heat. We need all three. We need the source. We need the light. But we need the heat of the Holy Spirit to inflame us with the love of God so that we can feel God, so that we can know God, so that we can understand who God is within you. Jesus wants to fill you with his light. And the darkness comes from our, it's our sin and our inherited sin. And because of our fallen nature and because of the sins of our ancestors and because of our woundedness and because of things that have happened to us in trauma, there's, there's darkness that flows into our soul. But we just release that now to the light of Christ. We ask for Jesus to come in and illumine every part within us. Jesus says, walk as I walked. God is light and in him there is no darkness. Jesus wants to transfigure you into the in, into his image. Lord, we call down the light of Christ. Ask the light of Christ every day to come and flood you. Because when the light of Christ comes in, all the darkness needs to leave. The light is shining. Whoever says I am in the light, while hating his brother or sister, is still in the darkness. You've got to forgive your brother or sister. I've got to forgive my brother or sister. If we hate them, 
we're in the darkness. They are part of the body of Christ. The scripture says if one member suffers, we all suffer. If one member is enhanced, we all are enhanced. No hating of our brother or sister. But Father, what they did to me, I cannot forget it. You've got to forgive them. You've got to forgive them. Without forgiveness, you do not live in the light. It's all about forgiveness. The Our Father says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. He will only forgive us if we forgive others. But you say, it's so hard. I say, borrow it from Jesus. Go to the cross and say to Jesus, I need your forgiveness. I want to borrow your forgiveness for Bob. I forgive Bob in the name of Jesus. I don't care what you feel, that you do an act of the will. I forgive Bob in the name of Jesus. Forgiveness isn't about a feeling, it's about a decision. Matthew tells us in chapter 6, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. We can only be forgiven as we forgive others. Jesus gave us a model on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Our battle isn't against the people anyway. It's not flesh and blood. It's the spirits and the demonic behind those people, causing them to do what they want to do to you. You know, the devil uses portals. When people aren't surrendered to God, the enemy can use people as a portal to come against you, to try to get you into bitterness, to unforgiveness, to... And that stuff is just rot for your soul. That stuff is darkness for your soul. Let the light of Christ carry it away. Let the light of Christ carry it away. When we read John, it's all about light. The whole Bible is about light. You know, he talks about John the Baptist. He was not that light, but he came to testify that light. In the light there is life. Jesus is the light of the world. Anyone who comes to him will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We see when people leave the Blessed Sacrament a lot of times, they are glowing, their faces radiating with the light of Christ. After the prayer meeting, when someone is delivered, when someone is prayed for, when someone receives their baptism of the Holy Spirit, that they, their face is illumined. Their face is glowing with the power of God. See, the light comes in, God is spirit, and the light in God enters within our spirit, but our spirit bleeds into our physical, and our physical begins to reflect what is going on in the spirit. God wants to illumine you. He wants you to glow in the power of the Holy Spirit. I can see that glow upon people when God comes in power, when he comes in power, we can't survive without the light. Without The light of the sun is only a reflection of God's light. Everything in nature reflects a property of God. When we look at the ocean, it reflects God's power. When we look at the sun, it reflects God's love and his light. Let God light you up today. Call in the light of God today. Call in Jesus to be the light of your world. God wants to put his sun within you so that you radiate that light upon everyone you come across. Whoever says I am in the light while hating his brother or sister is still in the darkness. Whoever loves a brother or sister lives in the light. Thank you, God. I ask the Lord to give me his love. 
for his people. Sometimes I can have a critical spirit. And I say, no, Lord, I do not want a critical spirit. I want to love these people. They are part of your body. My criticism is no good. It doesn't help anyone. I need to love my brother or sister. I need to do it in faith, even though I don't feel it. But they hurt me. I need to love them. I need to love them despite them hurting me. I need to forgive them despite them hurting me. These are the things that God teaches us through the Apostle John, that we are to love our brothers and sisters. Whoever loves a brother or sister lives in the light. In such person, there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates another believer is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and does not know the way to go, because the darkness has brought on blindness. We don't want to be walking in the darkness. We have the light of truth. We have Jesus Christ, the light that shines in the dark, and the darkness could not overcome it. The darkness could not comprehend it. The darkness could not grasp it. We have the light, and he says, walk in my light, walk in my light, walk in my light. Hate and for, hate, bitterness and unforgiveness. It gives us spiritual darkness. We can't comprehend what's happening in the spirit. We're caught within ourselves. But love and forgiveness gives us discernment. It gives us light. It gives, it gives us spiritual insight about how to walk. It, it allows us to be filled with love and light. Yesterday, Father Tom was filled with light at the prayer meeting. And then he started laughing. Hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> Give him a ha ha. We need joy. We need the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Do you have that joy today? Ask for it as a gift. We need the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. I'm continuing. I am writing you, little children, because your sins are forgiven on account of his name. Your sins are forgiven through the blood of Jesus on account of his name, the name above every other name, the name of Jesus. I am writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. Know, not know about, have experiential knowledge because he is from the beginning. Who is from the beginning? Jesus. In the beginning was the word. He is from the beginning. He is before the beginning. Jesus, I am writing to you, young people, because you have conquered the evil one. How have we conquered the evil one? Through the blood of the Lamb and through our testimony. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. Father, we know you because Jesus has brought us to you. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. We know you, Jesus. You are from the beginning. I write to you, young people, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the devil. We've overcome the devil by the word of God, 
by the blood of Jesus, by the word of our testimony. So how do we overcome the devil? By our testimony, the word of God and our testimony. Who have you testified to God about today? Who have you testified to about what Jesus did in your life? It's the easiest way to evangelize. The easiest way to evangelize is to just testify in how God and the Holy Spirit has moved in your life. Because the Holy Spirit will anoint those words and they'll say, Jesus... God didn't do this because I'm good. He did it because he's good. And he wants to encounter you now. John tells us we are strong because of the word of God. So how do we become strong? By understanding and knowing and experiencing and getting in the word of God. Today, go testify to someone about what Jesus did in your life. And watch the Holy Spirit move on your words. Do not love the world or the things in the world. The love of the Father is not in those who love the world. Again, the world has nothing to offer us. It is only the place where we proclaim the gospel. For all that is in the world, listen to this, the desire of the flesh is in the world. Desire of your flesh, desire of my flesh. The desire of the eyes, yes, that we don't keep custody of our eyes. The pride of riches. Oh yes, I want to become a millionaire. Oh no, I want to keep on being a giver. I want to keep on being giver, giving and a giver with my money. It's all about giving. It's not about becoming a millionaire. I had received a letter from a woman. She said, I want to thank you, Father Tom, that you taught me how to tithe my money, and the Lord has opened the windows of heaven. We need to be givers, not, well, you know what, I want to be a millionaire. No, we need to be givers, givers of what God has given us, and we need to do it regularly. You say, but I tithe, then give offerings. It's not only tithing, it's offerings. Tithing is 10%. Offerings goes beyond 10%. Can't outgive God. All sin comes down to these three sins. Lust of the flesh, you know, we're made of spirit and flesh, and things are good. Food is good, but when left lust after food, it's gluttony. Sex is good with our wife or husband. When we do it outside of marriage, it's lust. We need to just do everything in right order. We need to go after the graces of heaven and just not the things of earth. Lust of the eyes is just coveting what our neighbors have. It's looking and not being content with the, what God has given you. Not waking up every day and say, God, thank you for all the graces you've given me. Thank you for my car, my house, my radio. And it's about just being grateful for the gifts that God's given us not lusting after what our neighbors have, and then pride of life. It's just needing to be loved by man and not by God. Needing to have a big house, be rich in the physical, not rich in the spirit. Be a millionaire, be wanting to be revered, be honored by men, instead of being loved and seen by God. You know, it all comes down to the love of earth instead of the love of heaven. We want to just 
understand we're spiritual creatures and only things of the spirit can fulfill us. We have a flesh and we have a human part that we need to meet those needs because God wants you happy, healthy, but it's all about just craving after the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Going for the love of God, not the love of man. And the world and its desires are passing away. But those who do the will of God live forever. This is the will of God, to believe in him whom the Father sent, Jesus Christ, the Lord. This is the will of God. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. This is the will of God, that you believe in the name of the Son of God, who gave his life for you, who gave his life for you, who rose from the dead, who pours out his spirit. This is the will of God. We don't want to be dominated by the flesh. We want to be dominated by the will of God. We want to be controlled by God's will, by God's love, by God's peace, by God's joy. And that is what God created you to be. When someone encounters you, they're encountering another world. They're encountering the world of heaven, the world of God, the light of Christ. You're the only gospel that some people are ever going to read. You're called to represent Jesus well and walk in this world as Jesus walked in this world. Because the same power that Jesus walked in, he has given to you. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners. So please help as the Lord leads you. Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. In Season and Out of Season.